Survivor Series War Games, November 26, 2022. You're listening to the Cream of the Crop Wrestling Podcast, the podcast built for war. We are your road warriors of the program. I'm Patrick. And I'm Rob. And please embrace the kingdom of the madness by be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Pat, we had the first ever on WWE main roster War Games tonight. What would you, if you could give us one word to describe the show for the night, what would you give us? Retribution. Retribution. Oh, well. Retribution. Uh, well, let's go ahead and dive right into the show. The show began hot with a War Games match, and it was the women's War Games match. Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Mia Yim, and Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley, Nikki Cross, Io Sky, Dakota Kai, and Bailey. This match began with Dakota Kai and Bianca Belair. Bianca and Dakota beat the hell out of each other throughout the start of the match. Bianca controlled all the way up until Io Sky joined the match. She would be the second person to join the War Games match on her team. And from winning the War Games advantage, they come down, or Io comes down, and they double team Bianca all the way up until Asuka comes in to even things up. Asuka matched up with Io, and Bianca took on Dakota. And that's when Nikki Cross joined the fray and added chaos as she pulled out a bunch of kendo sticks and trash can lids, and she just tossed them into the ring. She gets into the match, and she wills on Bianca and Asuka with the trash can lid, all the way up until Alexa Bliss joins the match. And then Alexa comes in, and she takes out all three opposing team members and helps rally Asuka and Bianca. Bianca even used her hair to whip Io and Dakota. And that's when Bailey comes down and grabs a couple of ladders and a table. She gave her team the advantage back all the way up until Mia Yim comes out of the shark cage, who grabs a few trash cans and she joins the match. She'd use the trash cans and tip. She would use the trash cans and tip the favor for her team that led to a suplex spot where the Bailey team got hit with suplexes one after the other on separate corner posts. And that's when Rhea Ripley would be the final member to join for her team. And she would come down and gain control back for Bailey's team with damage control picking apart everyone. Then finally, Becky Lynch gets to join in on the action. The match officially starts from here, and it, we've had we've gone probably a good uh, I don't even know, Rob. What do you? It's been probably a good twenty minutes already, right? I mean, roughly, yeah, twenty minutes going on so far. I mean, yeah, this is this is nuts. 
So definitely a, a, a wow factor for anyone who's not seen a War Games match. <laughs> Beckley comes in and the match officially starts and we end up getting a massive senton spot from the top of the cage on EO and Dakota through a table. Becky gets the pin for the win. What do you think about this, Rob? Uh, the match, I, there's a few things that were happening in the match that made me smile a lot. There's a couple things that made me go, eh, of course. Uh, not my favorite War Games match I've ever seen, but a hot way to start the show for sure. Not, I okay, I guess I need to rephrase this. Not who I was expecting to win the match until Friday when Becky came out, and of course you had to, you kind of had to have the man go over. I didn't enjoy who they pinned. So, in my head, when you're gonna try and go forward past this war game match, to me this felt like a finality, like a, a finality of everything that occurred. And so when we get to Monday, this should definitely just be a complete restart. Uh, if not, if it wasn't, then we were going to see something such as Rhea pinning. Bianca, or we were going to see um, another heel pinning Bianca, leading to something down the road. But instead, we just had the return of Becky Lynch, who did a had a great showing and pinned someone relatively insignificant, who I actually thought was one of the had a really great showing tonight. And Dakota Kai, I thought Dakota was great in this whole match. But King Dakota, they called her. She's the king of the War Games oh. match. This was like her fourth match, fourth War Games match, I think. Okay, okay, fair well, she enough. Was fair the, enough. She was the veteran of War Games going into all this. I mean, she has one of my favorite moments, and that's when she uh, turned on Tegan Knox and her team that, uh, and it was back in NXT. I, that's, the, that's the best thing about the Triple H era is now everything in NXT is freaking canon, and it's wonderful. Right, right. Uh, so, but throughout the match, there were some great spots, things that I loved. I thought, uh, Nikki Cross doing her crazy stuff was fun. Uh, one of the ones that was really stupid, but I loved it. It is, so Rhea had, um, I, I don't know what her version of the, the Texas Cloverleaf is as she's standing up. I forget what she calls it, but she has that on Asuka, and you see Io running the rope side to side probably a good 10 times before she finally kicked the dropkick to Asuka <laughs> just to show. Like, and that's because of the advantage. Like, a lot of you, you know, talking about that, or it's not the advantage, but like, uh, oh yeah, no, it was because of the advantage. They had a 5 on 4 advantage at the time. And so, uh, that's, you know, just little spots like that. That was so stupid, but I loved it. Um, one spot they brought back that I personally, I'm going to talk about it later because it was my favorite spot of the entire show was the poison mist. Uh, so Asuka hit Rhea with the, the mist and it officially put her out. The rest of the match was great. But I think it was just a finality of everything. Becky, everyone's going to move on, and we're going to start fresh again on Monday, I believe. I hope, I should say, uh, because Becky pinning Dakota doesn't set anything up for the future. So the match was fun. The match was exciting. Please go watch it if you haven't done it. I don't know why you're listening to this if you haven't watched it yet. But it was a great way to start the show, and uh, it's a good way for the man to get the victory before she moves on to what we hope is her, uh, you know, Wrestle, you know, let her start get that WrestleMania build as we get our, our Ronda Beck match coming up at WrestleMania 39 in LA. Before we move on to our next match, we go backstage to where we see Roman Reigns in his locker room. Uh, Paul Heyman sitting in the background and he's holding both titles and I love, I love Paul here. Uh, Jay comes into the locker room and this is where we get uh, Roman and Jay talking about what happened on Friday uh, with Sami Zayn and talking to Kevin Owens. 
Jay tells the tribal chief that Sammy straight up lied to his face. You know, he, you know, he caught him. He knew he was talking to Kevin. And we, we got it. There's something's got to be done about Sammy. The tribal chief tells Jay that, you know what? You're going to go out tonight and you're just going to be the right hand man. And you're going to do what I tell you to do and let your tribal chief handle everything from here on out. And he's going to talk to Sammy himself. Jay leaves and that's when Roman tells Paul Heyman to get Sammy on the phone. Yeah, what do you think about this, Rob? I love it. Uh, usually pay-per-views are generally just like, here's a match to finish off the storyline to get things going. But now we got like a little bit of backstage storyline within the storyline stuff going on. So, um, yeah, I appreciate that greatly. Let's move on to the next match of the night, which is Finn Balor versus AJ Styles. Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio were at ringside, as well as the OC. The match got underway, and AJ targeted Finn's left leg early on, and they went back and forth with Balor tar- targeting AJ's ribs. Finn avoided the Styles clash, and at one point, Damian Priest distracts the referee, allowing Dominic to trip AJ Styles from the apron. And that's when Gallows and Anderson just start brawling it out with Priest and Dom, with it leading into the crowd and then leaving the match altogether. Uh, the match continued with AJ and Finn trading control, and Balor starts selling the hurt knee, and it all came down at the end with them exchanging, exchanging punches and chops. AJ hits a Pele kick, and then Balor hits a Pele kick of his own. And then AJ sets up for the phenomenal forearm, and then he ends up getting the pinfall for the win. Rob, what do you think about this match? This was a really fun match. Like uh, This is one I, I enjoyed. I was looking forward to it going into it, and I enjoyed it just as much as I was looking forward to it. So these guys, a lot of people, I mean, they look young, they work young, but they are in their 40s. So this match actually slowed down compared to some of the stuff they've ever they've done before, but they were a lot harder hitting than they've been before. Uh, so if you see near the end of the match, especially AJ's chest and neck, welts and scratches all over it, Finn's back, I'm not sure where he got it, but I see welts on it there as well. Uh, they had some quick uh, fast moves, but they were less uh, less high risk than they'd been before. Um, I enjoyed the selling of the knee from Balor. I enjoyed that I think it was Michael Cole brought up the calf pressure um, even early in the match. So that's something that we as uh, fans had to look out for with that hurt knee. Uh, and when they got to the calf pressure spot, too, it was a really good sell on all their parts. And you thought that this could actually be the end of the match. I mean, AJ was wrenching back on that knee. So that was a, a good spot there for sure. I love the tease of Balor going to do the Styles Clash. And then AJ, who so I there was a stat that I guess AJ hasn't won a singles match in a pay-per-view in almost three years. I never... <laughs> right? Crazy. So, like, I never mentioned he's done some stuff with Omos or, and, you know, uh, some you know other things going on in his career. But that was a little crazy to me. So I was actually happy for him to get the win. I didn't expect it. I thought Finn was going to win this match. Um, the reasoning for me, I think, is going to be a little bit down the road, which we'll talk about some later in the pay-per-view. But overall, this was a really fun and entertaining match to watch. Uh, and I like how the guys are kind of adapting their styles a little bit more as they get older into something a little bit more grounded and something a little bit more technical. It's not as if they weren't before, but um, away from the aerial stuff that they've done most of their career. Yeah, this was a great match. Uh, two 
veterans just going at it right here. Two rivals, uh, like you said, a little slower pace compared to the matches they've had in the past, but they are older now, and Marks and the Welts, I mean, this match from the start was hard-hitting. Um, unexpected for uh, for me on my side as well for AJ to get the win here. I, I would totally uh, call Finn getting the win. And, but would you say that this rivalry is finally over? Do you think AJ's done with Judgment Day. I think for now. Like, I don't know if they'll continue on anyway. I, either way, like, there was no distraction finish. It was a clean one, two, three. These guys have kind of been at each other for a while. So we may get one random raw main event or something to kind of whatever down the road. But I think for right now, these guys are done. We're moving on. Well, let's move on ourselves to the next match, which is Shotzi versus. Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Shayna Baszler joins ringside, and the match gets underway with Shotzi coming right out the gate, taking the attack to Ronda. Ronda just kind of toys with Shotzi a little bit. Shotzi builds up some momentum, but would attempt a two-phase suicida, and Shayna pushes the champion out of the way. Shotzi would get overzealous and get caught with a counter slam after jumping off the top turnbuckle. And it was just all downhill from here for Shotzi. She still manages to get in some offense and even took out Ronda and Shayna Baszler. And even some fans were some collateral damage. But they'd get back in the ring and the champ would finish her off with a Piper's Pit. And she would win it after slapping on the armbar and Shotzi would just tap out. Rob, what do you have to say about this match? Not a lot of good things, but I'll, I'll try to point out a few just to move on. I was not looking forward to this match at all. Shotzi had no shot when it started, so we'll just talk about a couple high spots. Uh, I did like the uh, Shotzi went for a cross body off the top rope, and Ronda had a really smooth, awesome transition to a arm drag off the top rope. Um, so that was a good spot. I did enjoy the cross body onto the quote-unquote fans in the front row. Uh, there was one dude that was uh, laying there, pretending to be knocked out, that had a huge grin on his face. So, you know, you could tell like they, this was like a moment for him. So good for him to have that. Uh, it was just it was just not believable. Like Shotzi was trying like they, they really rushed through some things. And like there was a spot on the apron where I don't know if they were going for a DDP on the apron, but they slipped and something happened. And it's just things never really got going. And it just kind of everything was sloppy. Um, so. Ronda got the win in 10 minutes, a little less than 10 minutes. She should have beat her in two. And, I mean, it was so bad, unfortunately, the crowd was chanting, Sasha, we want Sasha, in the middle of it. Now, granted, they were in Boston. We were all hoping for Sasha. Sasha didn't come out. And at the end of the match, I was even hoping for maybe to hear the boss's music or hear someone, even Raquel's music, something. And we got nothing. But, so, I'll I'll just, uh, let's go foreshadowing, foreshadowing. Did you hear what... Rhonda said at the top of the uh, the on-ramp after the match. She called herself the queen. We all know there is only one queen, and that's Charlotte Flair. Yep, yep. So uh, that's the only positive I could take out of this is Rhonda won, and she called herself the queen, so maybe we're going to get the return of Charlotte here real soon. Well, the women's division on SmackDown definitely needs a little injection for sure. So Yeah, a little rough over there. Well, let's head back to the locker room where Roman Reigns 
because with Sami Zayn, they're sitting down and they're having a talk about what happened on SmackDown. And Roman confronts Sammy and asks him, did you talk to Kevin Owens? And Sammy actually tells the truth to the tribal chief. He says, you know what, look, I did talk to KO. Uh, I just, he, I brushed him off. Uh, I didn't want to tell Jay the truth because Jay had a big match. And he was just trying to avoid confrontation. Roman Reigns asked Sammy what Kevin said. And Sammy tells the truth again. And tells him, you know what? K.O. told me if he was me, he would turn on the bloodline before the bloodline turned on me. So what do you have to say about all this, Rob? I liked it. I liked how Sammy came forward and told him the truth. You know, he has a lot of respect for Roman and that, and he just wants to show that he is part of the group. Um, and then I also, I mean, like, Roman, you know, he's telling him too, like, hey, I mean, I understand what KO's telling you. Like, I, I get it. And you guys, are, and he's like, I understand. And he literally says, I understand. You guys have been best friends for years. I get it. I get it. It's hard. It's rough. So he is giving every, he's giving Sammy every benefit of the doubt going into it. So it's a nice little, just, let's say you're a person that only watches the pay-per-views. You're essentially getting a lot of the whole story that we've been watching for the last weeks or so play out in just a couple of promos in the middle of in between matches. So, uh, yeah, I like it. It was perfect. It was a wonderful thing, and it gave us just even more uh, question marks heading into the match. Well, let's move on to the next match, which is a U.S. championship match. Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory in a triple threat. The match gets underway with Lashley and Rollins kind of disregarding Theory as a threat, knocking him out of the ring. Seth and Bobby would go after each other. Bobby would try to pin Seth, but Theory would be there to break it up. It wasn't long before the match was on the outside of the ring, and we saw chairs getting involved and people getting tossed into the steel steps uh, and into the announcer's table. It would come down in the end with Bobby trying to put the hurt lock on both Rollins and Theory at the same time. Seth would get both men down and have them set up for a stomp, and he would leap off the back of Theory and hit Bobby for the stomp, and Seth would try for the Falcon Arrow on Austin Theory, but would end up getting speared by Bobby Lashley, and Theory just kind of rolled over on top of Rollins and actually got the pin. Austin Theory is our new United States champion. What do you have to say about this, Rob? I loved this match. I loved everything about this. So, first of all, from the match point of view, it was excellent. There was, it was really good pacing. Everyone got a lot of good offense in. Uh, there's only one spot I disliked because I thought it just looked silly, but I liked the attempt, and that was like the double hurt lock where you tried to put it on both guys at one time. It was ugly. It was, weird. It was not good. Uh, my favorite spot of the whole show was during this. Uh, so, we get the, the hurt lock put in, and then we get a call back to the Lesnar. Uh, kind of finish there where he, you know, uh, Theory, who's in the hurt lock, jumps up on the turnbuckle and then tries to flip over for the pin. Cameraman is like right on it, so out of nowhere and you don't see it, Rollins does a frog splash and lands right on Lashley, breaking up that pin, going into another pin, so that was a fun spot. Like that a lot. Um, these guys, they all work really well together. I had no doubt that this was going to be a really, really good match going into it. And I believe 
A, this makes Theory's credible now as a champion. He's not a goofy, selfie guy. He's a credible field champion that's taken seriously. And I think we're about to see a lengthy U.S. title run. Well overdue, I think. And this title run will definitely be better than the last one we got out of him. Yes. If you guys are enjoying this review, uh, please go to our YouTube channel and you'll see reviews from Raws and Smackdowns and even prediction shows as well. And uh, you can be sure to uh, subscribe to that channel. If you want to like it, you want to share it with your friends. you got other wrestling friends out there who want to have a, a positive review on some wrestling as opposed to a lot of the negative ones we get out there. Uh, this is your chance. Uh, and then we also, for us personally, we really enjoy doing this for you guys and we want to do more content. But in order for us to do more content, we got to get more support. So. Be sure to find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You guys can find us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Make sure you search for Cream of the Crop Wrestling. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, everything you can. And also importantly, if you're going to find us on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you can for the podcast, leave us five stars and a comment as well uh, so we can get the word out there and then that we can share this wrestling with more of the wrestling community, people that we love. Well, it's time. For the main event of the evening, it's war games between the Brawling Brutes versus the Bloodline. The Brutes team includes the likes of Rich Holland, Butch, Seamus, Drew McIntyre, and Kevin Owens. And of course, you've got the notorious Bloodline, including Jimmy and Jay Uso, Solo Sokoa, the honorary Oos, Sami Zayn, a.k.a. Usi in the Sky with Diamonds, and of course, our tribal chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns. Match begins with Jay and Butch. Brutes start with the War Games advantage. In the, at the beginning, they had a back and forth. Butch and Jay, uh, Butch targets Jay's fingers, and Jay targets one of Butch's arms. Ridge Holland would be the second for his team to join in, and he comes in, turning the odds in their favor. Ridge and Butch would trade offensive moves and use double-team maneuvers, still targeting Jay's fingers throughout. The clock ticked down for the next person to join the match, and Jimmy tried to go out to help his brother. But Roman stops him and told Sammy to go instead. By the time Sammy reaches the ring, Jay gets up and they pick up some steam. Sammy and Jay get to work taking out the Brawling Brutes. They argued for a second and it looked like it was going to cost them. But Sammy pulled Jay out of the way from a big hit coming from Holland. Drew McIntyre was the next to join the war. Drew comes down and cleans house. Sammy saved Jay again, but it doesn't matter because Drew ends up hitting a big suplex. And then the Future Shock DDT on Sammy Zayn. Then it was time for the third member of the Bloodline to join the war. And it was Jimmy Uso who would come down. And on his way to the ring, he stops and he pulls out three tables and slides them in. Sammy was trying to help set up the tables and Jay starts arguing with him again. And Jay shoves Sammy and Sammy shoves him back. The camera showed Roman just kind of shaking his head in the shark cage. They take out the brutes and then they try to take out Drew, but Jimmy got a big headbutt and, or Jimmy got a big head and ends up getting knocked out by a headbutt. 
from Drew McIntyre, and that's when Kevin Owens would be the fourth member to join the war. And he comes down and he grabs some steel chairs and he hits both Usos and him and Sammy would have a good stare down. And then the Brutes would take advantage. Drew takes out Sammy and the chaos ensues with suplexes. The Brutes and the Brutes would take advantage. Drew takes out Sammy and then he takes out Jimmy with a suplex through a table. And then it was time for Solo Sokoa to join the war. Solo came down and enforced destruction, taking out the Brutes and matching up against KO. Solo and McIntyre go at it, with Drew hitting a flying headbutt. And then it was time for the last member to join the war. And it was Sheamus who comes down. And Sammy tried to stop him from getting into the cage by holding the door. Sheamus slams the door into Sammy and he gets in. Sheamus would get into the match and he would just start destroying everyone and rallying his brutes. Sheamus hit the white noise from the middle rope on Solo Sokoa. And it was finally time for the War Games match to officially begin with Roman Reigns entering the cage. We got a good stare down between the ten men. And then Roman started taking out everybody with uppercuts and Superman punches. The Brutes team would rally, and we see a spot with all five of them hitting the beats of the Batarin on each of the opponents at the same time. And then we'd see a good matchup between Roman and Sheamus. Sheamus almost got him with a bro kick, but Solo saved the Tribal Chief. At one point, Jay tried to super kick Butch, but Butch moved out of the way, and Jay accidentally super kicks Sammy Zayn. This is the first, this is it. It's all been leading up. Jay has kept his hands off Sammy, has refused from hitting Sammy, and he finally hits him, but by accident. Definitely by accident. But he doesn't seem to care because the match moves forward. The Usos hit a big 1D, and it would come down to a face-off between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. Owens hitting the pop-up powerbomb and a stunner, but then Sammy stops the referee from counting to three, and Sammy and Kevin have a stare down, and then Jimmy tries to super kick Kevin, but KO catches his foot, and that's when Sammy Zane hits a low blow on his former best friend. Sammy seemed unsure about his decision at first, and he looked to his tribal chief for approval. And then he hit a Huluva kit on Kevin Owens. Then Jay Uso hits the Uso splash. And then he pins KO for the win. Rob, what do you think about this match? Uh, let's just talk about some of the spots first, and then we'll get to the heavy stuff here. So I love the beginning part. Butch really working over the fingers and the quote-unquote joint manipulation that they always like to say um, on Jay early on. Uh, Ridge comes in. Just Ridge is going to be just kind of a Mack truck in there, just running people over, which is fun. And then Sammy comes in next, even though Jimmy wanted to come in. Uh, so Roman's just trying to get them in the ring together, trying to get them to work out their problems. Love the spot where Ridge is about to crush Jay into the steel cage. And then Sammy pulls Jay out of the way and he tells him, I got you. I got you. So that's the first sign right there that, that Sammy is all in on the bloodline. So I like that spot a lot. Uh, then as we kind of move forward, uh, you know, Drew comes in and Drew is not scared at all, but, uh, you know, 
Sammy and Jay. Kind of takes them out pretty easy. And then as we go forward, you got the, the other gentlemen are coming in. Nothing big happens. Now, I did love the spot there between Kevin Owens and Solo Sokoa. It was in between the rings, and uh, Sokoa no-sold uh, getting hit into the cage, but then all of a sudden takes two super kicks to stomp to the feet, and then KO's about to hit a, a, a power bomb on Solo, and Solo just flipped him over right on the grates. Uh, so that was a nice, fun spot. Also, did not care for Kevin in pants. I like Kevin in shorts a little bit more. So, But let's get to the main part. Roman comes down. Um, Roman is throwing uh, throwing uppercuts everywhere. His uppercuts are great. Uh, the beats of the batter spot on all five guys. Uh, at first, anytime I see a spot like that, I kind of groan. But then halfway through it, I was like, ah, this is fun. I liked it. So, <laughs> I, I'm just being a curmudgeon when it starts. That's my fault. So that, that was a good spot. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, but let's get to the ending here. So Kevin and Roman are having a standoff. Roman, uh, hits gets hit with a power bomb off Kevin, and then all of a sudden gets hit with a stunner from Kevin, and the ref has one. He has two, and he's about to come down for three, and Sami Zayn grabs the ref arm and just saves the bloodline there. Just, just, And they hold that spot for so long, too, and Kevin is just looking at him like, dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? Then Jimmy, I think, is the one that holds Kevin, and then all of a sudden Sammy just goes for the low blow, gets that approving look that you talked about, and then hits him with that haluva kick. And then my favorite part of it all is he, first of all, Kevin is like laying there motionless in Sammy's arms, uh, a la Battleground 2017, maybe? 2016, 2017, I think. Uh, they had a great match there. And Sammy just drops him to the ground. He looks at Jay, who that's who the big feud is between those two going on, and just lays him down for Jay to hit the splash and get the one, two, three. And then after the match is over, Sammy, almost in tears, all of a sudden gets like a huge hug from Jay. Like Jay just says, you know what, dude, you are it. You are an Uso. You are a fellow Uso. No more honorary, nothing. Like all you just said that. And like the emotion on Sammy's face was awesome. It was great. And Roman just had that like approving, like, you know, proud dad moment look on him too. So, so. War Games match, when it comes to, like, just wrestling in general, not the greatest ever. It was fun. It was entertaining. But storyline-wise, oh, my gosh, man. Like, you got done, and your 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 heartstrings, man, just hugging because you just seen Sammy just... In all reality, let, let's, let's, let's go full circle here. I mean, Kevin turned on Sammy at NXT back in 2015, and this was Sammy almost getting hit that revenge, like, seven years later on that kind of front, on his turning on him. And so it was... So much emotion going there. We're still just seeing the beginning of this whole thing. Like, there is still so much more to go. Uh, so it was overall that match, uh, pretty much met my expectations of what I thought going into it. Cause I didn't think it was going to be wrestling wise, like the greatest thing I've ever seen, but I thought storyline, it was going to move me and boy, it, it, it really moved me. It was great. Yeah. We had a lot of. Storylines intertwined here. We saw Drew and Solo mix it up for the first time since uh, Clash of the Castle. You know, this was the first time Drew got to get in the ring with Solo. Uh, we got a Sheamus and Roman matchup, uh, which is great because Sheamus dominated during this match. Uh, 
surprisingly, they kind of kept McIntyre away from Roman. Roman, or Drew tries to go after Roman, and then Solo stops him. Uh, so that was interesting. And then at the whole point of this came down to Sammy and Kevin Owens. And Kevin just joined the storyline, uh, like what, two weeks ago? Yeah, but Kevin was, he just came back, yes, two weeks ago, but the, the seeds have been planted between Kevin and right, Sammy. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He, so, yeah, yeah, he didn't, he's had very, he's had very little to put into this. So that's definitely, we're far from uh, KO being done with the bloodline, I think. Uh, this match was a great War Games match. Uh, all in all, great show. Let's talk about some of our favorite moments of the show, Rob. Uh, beginning with our least favorite moment, or near fall. What is your near fall of the night? Just everything that had to do with the uh, Shotzi Ronda match. That match was unnecessary. Uh, I was hoping it was going to lead to like a comeback of someone because it's a big pay per view. We got nothing. We literally, we literally got nothing out of this. It was just a waste of my ten minutes. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you about it being the just the down part of the show. Uh, overall, an average match, the most predictable match on the card. Uh, got the expected outcome. Uh, I didn't see, I didn't catch the moment on the ramp at the end. I must have got up to go to the bathroom after the match or something. But yeah, I didn't see Ronda doing the callback to the Queen. But yeah, uh, that part at least gives me a appetizer, just tide me over till we get to SmackDown next week. Were there any crazy moves you've seen during this show? What is the bump of the night? So for bump of the night, we had a there. There was a couple here that I really, really enjoyed. So. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna use two. I know that's against the rules, but I'm gonna do it because I'm allowed to. So first one was just fun. Uh, I loved that the Poison Mist was back. Loved that. That was absolutely great. So Asuka bringing that back and a different color, not green. It was like a, a blue. So that made it to me. That was very very enjoyable. And then second spot of the night that I really loved was the ending of the triple threat. Uh, so Rollins going for the uh, the Falcon Arrow and then getting speared by Lashley and Theory just happened to fall on Rollins perfectly to get that one two three pin. So it still was not like a legit Theory won on his own merits, but yet he wanted such a heel way and it was wonderful. I loved it. I have to agree with you as well. The best move of the night was that spot for the Falcon Arrow spear, and then Theory. Like, just immediately rolls over to get the pin. It was perfect. Uh, couldn't play it out better. What is your showstopper of the night? So, showstopper of the night was actually, for me, it was the, uh, the Finn AJ match. I know that wasn't your favorite thing that you ever saw, but I really enjoyed it a lot. I was expecting, uh, I didn't know what to expect 100% for them. I knew they were going to put on a good match, but I actually just enjoyed how they, I will say they slowed it down a little bit, but they didn't really play into their old school strengths of high risk and a lot of high flying stuff. It was actually a lot more psychology to it and it was a lot more strong style and it was not what I was expecting and I enjoyed it immensely. 
I'm going to actually go with a moment for mine and pick the moment where Sami Zayn, not where he gets the low blow, but the halloo of a kick. Just the cherry on top of it, if you will. That spot, just solidifying himself finally as a full member of the bloodline. There is no more honorary Us. He is now Sammy Uso. Uh, great, great spot. Uh, and then now let's talk about the best match of the night. What is the barn burner, Rob? Uh, best match of the night was the, the men's war games. Uh, there was not like a standout, super great match tonight. Like I liked the triple threat a lot, but there's not like a match that came. There's not a match that happened tonight that we're going to be talking about at the end of the year. This was the best match of the year, and we're not going to be talking about this a couple of years from now. So the men's war game match was to me the match of the night because it had the number one storyline going into it, and it gave us a wonderful payoff at the end. Uh, so that one easily gets my vote. And I couldn't agree with you more. Best storytelling match here, and we've been waiting for this for a while, it seems like. We got a long way to go before the Royal Rumble. We still, it's like two, we're almost, we're two months away. So, and that seems like a long time for us to cram in a lot more storylines. Definitely will be a memorable War Games match of War Games match history. Oh, absolutely. I think the ending of, uh, just Sammy, turning on Kevin, not really turning on Kevin, but showing his allegiance uh, to the bloodline is going to be something we're going to see for a while. It's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a clip that they're going to show all the way at WrestleMania when that storyline finally comes to head. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's our program. You can show us some love with a like, leave us a comment and give us a subscribe. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and TikTok. All of our content can be seen on YouTube and you can listen to our podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Podcast. Until the next episode, I'm Patrick. And I'm Rob. And we thank you for listening to the Crop Wrestling. Good night. Thank you for listening to Cream of the Crop Wrestling. You can embrace the madness by finding us on Facebook at facebook.com slash cream of the crop wrestling. Follow us on Twitter at cream of the crop w. Subscribe to our YouTube channel by typing cream of the crop wrestling in the search bar. Have fun with us on TikTok at Cream of the Crop Wrestling. And you can always find full episodes of the podcast wherever podcasts are found. Nothing means nothing. Man. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? More. I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. Oh, yeah.